Hi everybody and welcome back to Phenomenal Impact. I'm so happy to have you here with me today and I'm so grateful for all your support over the first month of my podcast. I saw that you all loved last week's episode with Kent Heckel. I really loved it too and I thought it was a great interview and a great way to kick off the interview series here on the podcast. Today I am back with another interview, but this time we're talking to a travel creator, which is fun because besides business and mindset, my other love is travel, and it's where I've grown most of my community online. Today I'm chatting with Serena, or as she's known online, Serena's Lenses. Serena's a blogger and Instagrammer, and we talk about how she balances working full-time with keeping up a travel blog and Instagram presence, how she fell into the world of traveling, her love for traveling, and even talk about some of the most phenomenal destinations around the world. So I'm so excited to share this interview with you today, so let's dive in. You're listening to Phenomenal Impact, the podcast designed to help you grow your influence and impact online with your host, me. I'm Cameron Phillips, and for the past four years, I've grown a brand that has allowed me to get paid to travel the world, create media that I love, and share the stories of people and experiences around the world. Sit back and be inspired as we hear from industry experts, influencers, and people who have made a phenomenal impact on their industry. You'll learn the tools, tips, and strategies to create your own business out of what you love and accomplish your wildest dreams. Make sure to leave a review on iTunes and subscribe for new episodes weekly. I want to take a moment before we get started to remind you all to leave a review on iTunes and share this podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is the best way to help our podcast community grow, as well as leaving that review on iTunes. It seriously helps. So thank you so much to those of you who have, and I look forward to reading all the rest of them. Okay, so we are here with Serena. Hi, Serena. How are you? Hello. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so glad you took the time to meet up with me and talk today. I'm so excited to hear some of your story. And right before we started the recording, you actually were just kind of getting into your life. And you were just telling me that you've lived all over the world, which is amazing. Yeah. So I guess I'll just give you a little more background. Yeah, please. Um, Yeah. So I was born and raised in China near this one city near Beijing. So the city was never on anybody's radar until recently where they built some really cool library. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've seen it on Instagram. But anyway, so I was there too. I was in middle school when my family and I moved to Los Angeles. Um, so I was in LA, but I was mostly just, you know, teenager, not really doing much. Right. And then I went up to the Bay Area for school and then decided to stay in the Bay for about nine years, including school. Um, I really loved it. Would have probably stayed there forever if I didn't decide to go to business school. And then one of the schools that I got into was uh, in London. So I figure, you know, if I don't go move to London right now, I'm probably never gonna move there. Um, so that kind of led my decision to move to London. And but before I moved to London, while I was working, I actually had the opportunity to work in Cape Town for about three months on a project. Um, so that's kind of how I got to know Cape Town quite well. I was there like exploring, um, I guess, everything like over the weekend when I was working there and then got the opportunity to also, you know, go to like Zimbabwe, Botswana. Um, so I've been to like a, quite a few safaris by, at this point. Wow, amazing. And then, and then when I was in school in London, the program is two years. But even though the program is two years, we had the opportunity to study abroad. Um, so we, so I decided to go back to Asia to study abroad just because I left Asia when I was pretty young. So I want, kind of wanted to see how it feels to like live there again. Mm-hmm. So the program that I exchanged to was in Hong Kong. Um, so I was in Hong Kong for about two months. That's how long the courses were during the exchange. 
And then before I went to Hong Kong, you know, I was like traveling around like Thailand, Myanmar. And then after Hong Kong, I was in Asia for like another month before I went back to Europe where, you know, I pretty much like was in Spain for a month and then went all over and I went, eventually went back to, to London to finish my courses. And then, and then after I finished my courses, I actually got a job offer in New York. So I moved to New York about three, three and a half years ago now. So I moved to New York summer of 2015 and have actually been working full time ever since I moved. Okay. So first of all, that is like an incredible amount of travel and all just like amazing places all over the globe. So I'm super envious. There's so many places like I've never been to Africa. I want to explore so much more of Asia. So definitely like inspired by that, but oh my God. So that's, that's amazing. First of all, what do you, what did you study in school and what do you work in now? Like what were these work opportunities in South Africa? And then what did you study in your graduate degree? You got a business degree, right? Yeah. So when I was in undergrad, I was actually studying something really boring called accounting. <laughs> um, so it just happened that, so I was actually working for one of the big four um, okay. accounting firms. So the job itself is like, I was actually in tax, so it's even more boring than accounting. Um, but it just happened that I was actually doing a lot of coordination work for one of our clients. Um, so they had basically sent the, um, employees all over the world. And so that's how I got to speak to like our Cape Town office. And then it just happened that when I was working there, they wanted to do a secondment where they would send someone from Cape Town to the U.S. and then mm. in return, someone from the U.S. will go to Cape Town to help out with their tax seasons. Right. And so because they were familiar with my names, because I used to email them like all the time, um, so they, 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 they invited me to go to Cape Town uh, that one year. Um, so that's how I got to go like live and work in Africa for a little bit. Uh, and then I decided to get my MBA. So that's how I got to... Um, move to London. Um, right now, I'm pretty much doing like business um, operations. Okay. Wow. I mean, that's quite a story. I mean, obviously, a lot of schooling involved there, too, which is, I mean, one of the reasons I really wanted to talk to you today is because, so how Serena and I connected is that she reached out to me over email because she saw that I went on this campaign last year for a city in Sweden that Serena is going on this year, right? This summer? Uh, it's still being in discussion. In some discussion. Okay. So she just reached out to me with a few questions and then I checked out her, um, her photography and her website and her blog. And I was like, this is great. Like, I'd love to interview you. And in the email exchange, she emailed me back and was like, well, I don't know if I'm necessarily what you want because I do work full time. Like I'm not a full time blogger. I'm like, no, 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 that is perfect because there's so many people who reach out to me all the time and ask me, you know, like I want to do so, like, you know, social media blogging. I want to travel more, but I work full time or, but I still want to have another career. Like, how can I do both? And I'm like, here is this perfect opportunity to talk to someone who is doing both and at a very high level too, because you've obviously, you're obviously seem to be very into this career after all this schooling and you've been in it for quite a number of years it sounds like already so it's not like you're I mean I just graduated college a little while ago so I'm kind of still floating around and figuring myself out but you truly are kind of having these two worlds one is the travel blogger and then one with your full-time life and career which is I think super super fascinating so going back to the travel were you blogging when you were doing all these travels throughout Africa and Asia or like when did the blog come into the picture um so that's a good question so I guess 
I actually was not blogging or really even using Instagram when I was traveling. Mm-hmm. So I guess how I started is I I mean I use Instagram as like a personal Instagram like everyone else did. Right. And then one of my best friends, uh, I don't know if you heard of her, Girl E World. I think I have yes. Yeah. So she she some so basically she became really famous overnight because her pictures were really unique and the concept it's like pretty like it's it's cool it's about food and uh travel right. and so seeing her success i was like oh you know like first of all like i can help you take more photos because i was traveling a lot more at during the time than she was and then while i was traveling i was like oh you know i can probably start instagram too because i was actually traveling and i have all these pictures that i wanted to share and so that's kind of okay. how it started um so that was only the instagram part so, so the I didn't instagram find... came first yeah okay right I was never really too much of a writer, um, so I was just like, oh, you know, for now I'll just do photos because I have so many photos from all my trips back right. when I was back when I was in school. Um, and then the blogging came about two years ago, where I was. Well, I guess partially it's uh, I made a lot of friends on Instagram, and you know, people started talking about blogging, how you know it's very fulfilling, it's it could be very useful. I was like, oh, you know what? Like I feel like. I have a lot that I can contribute. Um, and then so for me, it started being just trying it out to see you know, how I like it. I wasn't really necessarily thinking about like trying to make it big. It's just like a side hobby. Uh, and then it kind of started getting, I started getting more into it, I guess, maybe in the past year or in the past half a year. Um, because I felt like just, my, I guess, my personality, I'm very detail oriented mm-hmm. and I felt like when I was doing a lot of like um, research for my trips um, some of the blogs I felt like were very useful like they provide a lot of details and I wanted to be someone that will be able to help people plan their trips because since I was planning so many trips I kind of know like what people are looking for you know what are the pain points like how they want to start so mm-hmm. I thinking about from more of a reader's point of view that's how I kind of start approaching my blog even a little more seriously well I love that because it's always great when you start something because you see a need you want to fulfill and you saw that like these other travel blogs weren't catering to the type of traveler I wanted to be or like the things I would want someone to know and so then you went and did it yourself which is a great way to do it because obviously you're speaking from the heart it's your opinion and your view on these things so that's beautiful when um when well how often how much work do you put into instagram and your blog on average per week now because obviously yeah you do work full time so that's that's an interesting question because i think my focus has shifted drastically over the last year mm-hmm. um so like i said i started instagram uh maybe two or three years ago right and so I actually got really into it for about a year where I was like actively going out. Like, I mean, living in New York make it pretty easy to go out and take photos. Right. Um, especially like even in the winter, I'll like go out and take photos of the Christmas decorations. Uh, and I would spend hours like every day just like looking at other people's photos, liking people's photos, commenting and like just trying to network with other Instagrammers, which is why I actually made quite a number of friends on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, but over the last year or six months, I would say, uh, because I started getting more serious about the blogging and blogs definitely take much longer right. than Instagram. So now on average, I probably only spend like an hour 
on Instagram, and that's not just my public Instagram. I also have a personal Instagram. Okay. So, so pretty much not that much time compared to before. Uh, whereas I actually spend on average, I was just thinking about the other day, probably like two, three hours every day, Monday to Thursday on my blog, and then average like three or four hours every day over the weekend. Wow. So that's, is that engaging on Instagram and blogging? No, just blogging by itself. Just blogging. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it definitely takes a lot of time. And the engaging thing on Instagram is really, if you're really trying to put in the work, I mean, I've heard from so many people that, yeah, like when they were trying to grow their accounts, they would spend hours just commenting and, and like actually talking to people and like forming these connections to help market themselves, to help make a community. And there really is a lot that goes into it. But when was the first time that a brand reached out to you and wanted to, you know, work together or do business together? Um, so that would be, that was quite a long time ago. I think it's probably when I had like 3,000, 4,000 followers. Like oh, years wow. Ago. Yeah. So that That's was early, um, huh? Wal- uh, Daniel Wallington. Oh, you know, the, the watch brand. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they so I think they, yeah. they work with many bloggers. I think they were right. one of the first ones to reach out. And then I also used to pitch to a lot of like clothing brands, um, just to you know, like just to see if they wanted me to help them market their their like dresses or like athletic wear and things like that. Right. And when was the first time a travel? Because um, have you is the Momo is not your first like sponsored travel experience, right? Or is it? it, it actually, well, in terms of reaching out, like from a tourism board point of view, that's uh-huh. actually the first one that they actually reached out. Um, but I've basically, when I was in New Zealand, um, some of my, like my Milford Sound crews, I actually reached out to the company and pitched to them about my Instagram, my blog. And so some of the tours that I did in New Zealand, they were actually sponsored. Okay, I love that. And so was that just for photos or did you do a blog post about the cruise? Um, I did, a, I, I do both photos and blog posts. Amazing. Yeah. I feel like definitely the brands like to, sometimes they like to have more than just the photos. They want to have that like meat of a blog post or like a video or, I mean, there's definitely people who are working just for Instagram, but I I find a lot of the travel ones want to have that like more story as well. Well, I'm very excited to hear about your time in Malmo when that happens and see the photos from it. That'll be really exciting. Um, I mean, I had a really, really good time when we were there last summer. Um, yeah, yeah so, it seems yeah, it seems like a really nice city to visit. Yeah, and when we were there it was warm. It was really like not what I was expecting. It was like 90 degrees and oh, wow. sunny and beautiful in the summer. It was crazy. Yeah. So when going back to you pitching these brands though in New Zealand, what um how so for the people who are listening who like kind of want to get in this world and you've already given some great information about this, what's your strategy for when you're pitching yourself to brands in terms of travel content? What do you kind of like go over in a basic pitch email? Um, so I actually don't pitch that often. Mm-hmm. Um, so actually for New Zealand, it was actually my honeymoon. So I actually oh, didn't want to like go there to do work. So right. I would never go out of my way to pitch for something. Um, so it's, it was more like, oh, we were already going to do, like, go do Milford Sound or do this and that tour. So I might as well just, you know, email the companies to see, you know, if they work with bloggers and Instagrammers. So that right. was pretty much my my approach. So I was very selective on who I pitched to. And then when I do pitch to them, 
I mean, I, I'm, I, I'm sure I'm probably not like, I might not be the best person to talk about pitching since I don't do it that often, but mm-hmm. um, pretty much I just introduce myself, um, tell them like what I do, like um, why I started my blog or Instagram, what my audience size is and how much I'm growing. And I also just talk about, you know, the typical articles or typical type of photos I tend to take and the services I can provide, such as, you know, promoting on Instagram, taking over stories, writing blogs and recommending the tours and things like that. Um, that sounds like a perfect pitch email. Wow. I mean, that's, that's really, really good. That was, that was beautifully said, honestly. I mean, you covered your, you literally said why you started your Instagram and you connected it to like your why and your personal reason and talked about the services and the value you offer. I mean, that's like the key to pitching and you're like, I might not be the best. That's great. No, seriously. That's really good. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, I really do love that. Are you, so, I mean, yeah, like you work full time now and this is like a side hustle. Would you consider it a side hustle or just a side project? Um, it used to be more of a side project and now I feel like I'm trying to take it more, a little more seriously. Okay. Um, since I'm already spending so much time on it, I just want to make sure like, you know, my content is good enough. Like I don't do it just in order to like generate income or anything. Right. Um, it's more just, I guess more like self-fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Cause it does make me very happy when someone finds like my articles through either Google or I mean, usually it's through Google and then they'll like comment or they'll email me with questions or they'll write a comment saying, oh, this was super helpful. I actually follow your itinerary for like ban for Vietnam. Uh, so that actually makes me feel really good because I feel like, you know, whatever I put into it is actually useful for people. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's like a great place to come from. And from this authentic place of you just wanting to help people, you've grown this whole brand. I mean, you have over 70,000 subscribers on your, or just about 70,000 followers on Instagram, right? That's amazing. That's incredible. And so, and you mentioned that you're trying to take it more seriously. And that was actually going to be my next question. Would you ever consider um, leaving the nine to five or if it, even if it was just taking like a sabbatical for a couple of years to focus solely on traveling and making content? Is that, do you think that's ever in the cards for you? No, um, I've thought about it, but I don't think so. It's just because... I guess I'm in a stage in life where, you know, like I can't just not work mm-hmm. um, for like a period of time right. and my work, like it won't, they won't allow me to take sabbaticals or anything. So I actually wasn't planning on doing it. I was just planning to, I mean, cause I've traveled for more than like 50 countries. Yeah. Um, which is amazing. Oh my God. I have that on my list of things to bring up. Incredible. Um, thanks to my, uh, I guess going to grad school in Europe and Asia. So that really helped me. Um, so since, and I actually have like a lot of backlog materials that I want to write about, like all the itineraries and things like that. So even just that, it would probably take me like a year to clear all my back, all my backlog. Uh And as I, cause, and also I'm trying to like write a little bit more about New York just because everyone loves New York city and Mm -hmm. there's just so much, um, demand to learn more about you know things to do in New York, food to eat, where to stay, and things like that. So even if I don't quit my job, I can still have plenty of content to write for like the next like year or two at least. And you brought up two really really great points. Like yeah, the backlog and so much of what I do too is I'll travel really hard for a couple months, or things will happen and I'll 
go from project to project and I'll get so much content and that could last me months on end. I mean, even right now, and especially in the blogging aspect, like, you know, eventually you'll run out of photos, but I could always keep writing more stories and more guides and like tips from these different experiences I've had. I mean, I have such a wealth of it. And if you really want to, yeah, you can sit down and just keep going down the backlog and find more and more and more content from like periods of heavy travel. But also the local thing is a huge side of the blogger, the influencer, the travel world. It's, I mean, you being in New York, like, like you said, people love New York. People are always searching for New York content. Well, yeah, whether it be food or activities, experiences. And in any big city or really anywhere that anyone's from, people say, like, I want to make travel content, but I don't know how to, you know, I, I don't have money to go travel right now. I don't have the time. It's like, exactly. If you take a Saturday once a month and go around and take photos and explore and write content from it, there's amazing things you can you know, make content from, write about in your own city and like local around you. So I, I love that you said that. It's very, very true. Um, yeah. So one more question about kind of the business side, then I want to talk a little bit more about travel. How do you feel about, would you consider yourself a travel blogger or a travel influencer? Or do you think there's any difference between those words at all? Um, I actually don't really like using the word influencer. Mm -hmm. Um, because Same. I feel like that word is used so loosely nowadays. Yeah. Like anybody can be an influencer and even some people, they might actually be one and some are not. Mm -hmm. um, so I think blogger for me is probably like, I would prefer that word better, but yeah. I also feel like people see when they hear the word travel blogger, they think most likely like a full-time travel blogger versus like a part-time one like myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but, I mean, for now, I guess I will probably identify more with the travel blogger side than rather than influencer. Yeah, I, I agree as well. I, there's definitely influencers just kind of like thrown around. But in the, in the travel world, I feel like a lot of a lot of people in the travel world prefer the kind of more blogger approach to that word. I, I feel like it just carries a bit of a different connotation around it. But I, but I love your answer. Thank you for that. So you've been to 50 countries, which is amazing. What are some of what have been like some of your best experiences that you've had around the world? Like, what are some things you've done that you just like, wow, like everyone needs to experience this in their lifetime? Yeah, so I guess there are a few places that I would like recommend to everybody and I keep going back to. So one is Japan. Um, I've I've been to Japan maybe like five times, but they're not like long trips. Like the longest one's probably like 10 days, but I will like either have like go to Tokyo for like a week or even maybe sometimes like two days as a layover uh, when I was traveling a lot back then so I would say probably Japan just because it, the country is super safe everything is like really organized every very, very neatly set up and everyone's very polite so you will never feel unsafe or like like I guess I've never heard anybody who had a bad experience in Japan mm -hmm. and so that That's would probably beautiful. be my number one recommendation for anyone who wants to travel and and uh, um, besides japan i actually really like vietnam i think i know vietnam's getting more popular mm -hmm. in the recent year because of the golden bridge or the, the bridge with the hands holding it right right um so but i feel like before then vietnam was kind of largely i guess more like underrated i feel like people f go to like thailand and singapore and bali a lot but not as many people are they know about Vietnam like like honestly like before I went I didn't know anything about Vietnam besides Halong Bay 
Uh-huh. Um, but while I was there, I was very amazed. I was like, wow, you know, like people are really nice. And I really still feel like this authentic experience. Like when you go to Vietnam, like I feel like it's not like, I mean, it's just a different feeling from like going to some like other Southeast Asian countries. Right. So Vietnam was really cool. And then in recent years, I started being more like focused on like hiking and outdoors. Um, so I actually really like Norway. Um, I, I did I did a couple like the most famous hikes in Norway. I love the country. Um, and I actually really like uh, Patagonia in South America just because wow. <laughs> it is so remote. And I felt like it's like it feels really wild and really exotic, like. And you probably won't see that many people there. So you really, truly feel connected to nature. And you don't even have cellular reception in some places in Patagonia. So if people are interested in nature and hiking, I will highly recommend Patagonia. That's amazing. I have a good friend who went to Patagonia last year and did a backpacking trip. And it just, I mean, the photos were incredible. It's always been such a high position on my bucket list of places I need to make it to. But so so is Norway as well. And I saw you were in Canada in the Canadian Rockies. Oh my God. I, yeah, I forgot to mention, recently. I love Banff. Like I would say, yeah. I would probably say I love Banff more than, even more than Patagonia. Really? Wow. Yeah, I was I, I so do, impressed. Yeah, I love, the, I love it out there. I spent a lot of time. I grew up in British Columbia um, before I, well, I started in California, then I went to British Columbia, and then I went back to the U.S. But I really see myself living out in that side of the world at some point later on in my life. But yeah, it's, it's just, it's so gorgeous. I I'm really into the nature thing as well. And so when I saw the Alpine Lake comment in, in Serena's Instagram bio, she has a comment about Alpine lakes and I'm like, yes, like that's so me. I'm so here for that. It's really like, I feel like I'm very happy when nature is inspiring my travels to take me to incredible places around the earth. Like I'd love to visit Norway. I mean, everywhere you've mentioned, I would love to visit. Like I haven't been to Japan, Patagonia, Norway, and Africa. Like these things are all very high on my list. Um, yeah. So that's amazing. What is one place you haven't been to that you really want to make it to in the coming years? Uh, actually, there's more than one place. Oh, I'm um, sure. <laughs> so, so I've been debating about well, rather go to the, I think it's called the Dolomites in Italy. In Italy, yes. Because yes. I see a lot of people have been going there and it is, nature looks amazing. Another place I was actually considering going this year is India. Mm, beautiful. Just because, I like, I mean, I love Indian food and, you know, India is such a diverse and big country. And so I just want to like, that's like one, one area that I haven't really gone to. Um, so I just really want to be able to like explore and like go, like just see how people live there. And obviously, you know, they have incredible photo opportunities in India as well. Yeah. I've heard people having very incredible experiences in India because it's just very different than a lot of other travel experiences they've had. Um, I actually have a good friend who's there right now too, but I'm excited to hear about her trip. So, but I mean, those are all great. Yeah, the Dolomites in Italy, I can't wait to visit. I've spent a lot of time in Italy. I studied abroad in Europe as well, in Florence, but I never made it up to the mountains of Italy or not like ex as extensively as I would like to. So that's also very high on my list too. I'm hoping to make it to Europe this summer for a little while. So yeah, well, Serena, it's been so wonderful chatting with you today. I think you had a lot of really good insight as someone who is kind of straddling the bridge or who, you know, full-time career, but also has done this travel blogging thing. You brought up some really great points. And thank you so much for hopping on the call with me today. I really appreciate it. 
No, thank you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to you about my experiences. Absolutely. And if I'm ever in New York, I'm going to hit you up and we're going to go and hang out one day and we'll go shoot. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me know. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being here again. I really enjoyed this interview with Serena today, and I thought there were so many great takeaways for all of you. I loved what she had to say about her passion for traveling and seeing the world, and I especially loved how she talked about the jobs she's had that allowed her to travel and experience living in new locations, all while working abroad. Working abroad is a great way to travel and experience a new country while still working on your career, having stability, and making money. Totally one of the things I preach, and I can't wait to talk about more, more about that in future episodes. So if you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes, screenshot this episode, and tag me in it on Instagram at Cameron Phillips, and please subscribe so you never miss an episode. More information is available in the show notes as well as on CameronPhillips.net slash episode six. I can't wait to share another episode with you next week, so I'll talk to you then. Thanks so much for listening. Bye-bye.